We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast. Right here on Georgia Radio. 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 All right. This is Ray here with us here with Matt Jolly. Uh, Georgia Radio's Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio Show each and every Tuesday night at 7.30. Now, if I told you 7, I was wrong. <laughs> I told some people this week that we were only 7, so it's 7.30. But we're glad to be here tonight. and glad you joined us, and uh hope you'll join us each and every Tuesday night. And for the podcast, we had some shows will be podcasted, and we'll give you the information on that later. And tonight, I am proud to have my first guest, uh, Faye Staple Burnett. And Faye is an old friend and schoolmate. She's from Metter, and uh, she uh, married Brock Burnett, and uh, they lived in Winder for many years, and she's retired, as my daddy would say, tooth dentist. And uh, Brock, her husband, is a retired uh, Presbyterian minister. Is that right, Faye? That's right, Presbyterian. Okay. And when I'm in school, Faye was, I used to say, was the smartest girl in my class. And I had to redo that and say she was the smartest person because that's just not the way we, back then, that was a compliment. Today, not so much. So Faye was the smartest person in my class. And, and she was a sweet girl, too. And she still is. And she's a, a mother and grandmother. And she enjoyed being retired. Um, they got many interests. Uh, I know Brock does has uh, beekeeping and other things and gardening and growing sugar cane. And, uh, but Faye has, uh, in her retirement, I think she's probably working harder than she ever has. Am I right? Well, I'm working harder in a way, but I'm doing it at my own pace and my own time, which makes life a joy. Good. Um, I want to mention that you, you've written a book. You have a great interest in history, but... It, your family, I've joked before on Georgia Folk and Farm Life about how everybody in my family was poor and in the back during the end of the war, they was always uh, buck privates. But Faye has some illustrious ancestors, you know. <laughs> the Stapletons were, you know, they were pillars of communities. They were preachers and, and uh, planters and, and uh, movers and shakers and builders and doers. And I think my family mostly worked for her family. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I I have I have some interesting characters in my family historically and currently, and uh, I think that's because our my ancestor, uh, my third great grandmother was half Irish, so I think that's where we get our little our little Irish disposition from. I'm gonna blame it on that. <laughs> right. Well, I knew your mother, Miss Sunell. Your daddy was Leroy Stapleton, and your mom. Uh, Sunel Stapleton, and um, y'all were kin to half the people in in Georgia, not just this part, all over. But, but um, 
Miss Sunil was a she knew who y'all came to, and people came to her for that information. And it and it's worked. It's, it's followed you into your generation. I know people come and ask you how y'all are kin and how they are kin to others, and that's a gift. That's a good Southern thing to to perpetuate that um, genealogical knowledge. Well, it it you know when you meet somebody, we. Brock and I kind of don't meet any strangers. I just ask them where they're from and, you know, who their daddy. That's how you. That's how you act in the South. And it's oh yeah, that, okay. who's your daddy is his classic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> introduction. Who's your daddy? What he do? Well, and, yeah. and when I we've discovered when you ask somebody where they're from and they hesitate, they're usually a military kid because they yeah. they don't. So the question is not where are you from. Then you move on to where do you want to be buried. Cause that's really where you consider home. That's, that's my opinion. You're right about that. Faye. I had to really talk about that. I, I, it's one of those things, you know, but you never really thought about, but yeah, where you, where you want to be buried. And that uh, says a lot about where you're from, you know, not necessarily in actuality, but where you wish you were from or where your family was from. And you consider that, uh, that's a part of you, even though you may not have lived there. That's right. Well, we, uh, uh, Wade, we, I just want to say before I get too deep into this show that, I don't have a visual fact checker, but I know that, that you and Matt asked for me to be hooked up to a tiny electrode. So if I say anything that's not true tonight, I'm going to get a slight shock. So everything I'm going to say is gospel truth. And, and wait, I look back today just thinking about tonight, and I found our annual from 1976 at David Burn it, please. Academy. Would you please burn it for me and destroy it? Can, can you hear me? Yeah, I said, would you please burn that annual? Oh, no. What I was going to say, I did not remember, Wade, it's been 45 years, that you and I were elected or, or nominated to be the most likely to be on a radio show one day. <laughs> I mean, I, how could I forget that? Are you serious? You're not serious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel Okay, you got it. Okay. Yeah. okay. And, yeah. and, Wait, I do think at some point we need to discuss about how the name for your your group came about. Now, how how did you recall that happening? Well, I, I know, in case people don't know, why you're my first guest. You and my friend Randy Olive, and I say goaded, but it sounds better to say y'all inspired me to uh, start Georgia Folk and Farm Life, the Facebook group. And um, and I, I think earlier in the week I told you I said you know that makes you the grandmother of the group and you said you like Godmother much yeah, better. Yeah, no, I like Godmother. Yeah. And, uh, I don't. Randy's not going to care what I call him. I've called him so many times. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, you know, um, yeah. So you're the Godmother of the uh, group. And when when this started, it's been about five and a half years ago. I had been on Facebook for a while and I would I always had an interest in all kind you know, I'm a strange individual and I had a, a unique interest in many, many things. I have an eclectic brain. It's defective eclectic, I think. Oh you're too kind, Wade. Go ahead. Yeah. And <laughs> so you uh I had been posting things that kind of historically on my and you and Randy both said I should start a group and and uh, but go ahead and fill in the blank there with the rest of what you recall. You mean about how the name came about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it's kind of odd, but it, this is how I remember it. I, Brock and I were eating at Peggy's Restaurant in Wrens, and a man, this was before COVID, and I, I could sense that a man was coming up behind me sniffing my hair, 
And I mean, you know who I thought it was, but it wasn't him. And I, I turned around, I turned around. It was Al Gore. Mm-hmm. Really? And so, you know, he this was, was right after he invented the internet. And well, stuff. well, yeah, I went over to him and he was eating cause nobody was paying him any attention. And so I asked him, I can see that. I said, I said, it's not being a big deal yet. Yeah. I said, Mr. Gore, since you invented the internet, I said, I have a friend down there in Emanuel County that wants to create a Facebook page and he wants it to be about people like on the farm and what their life was like and um, you know folks that would be from Georgia. I said do you have any suggestions about what he can name this page and Mr. Gore said you mean like Georgia folk and farm life and I said well yeah and he said well, I'm sorry, I don't have any idea what you can name your page. And so we, we parted, and I mean, I thought that was the end of it, but as it turns out, it, it worked out. Zzz. Okay. <laughs> you know, I had forgotten that part completely. <laughs> How I, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, okay, this well, is the official legendary uh, genesis of the name. Yeah, it is. Well, and I had ended up, it ended up, you know, I had to pay for his meal because they don't take Bitcoin at Peggy's and Ren. So, right. you know, I mean, but I can understand they don't why. They take Bitcoin, but they don't give change, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that could be a big deal with Bitcoin these days. Yeah. If right. you pay with Bitcoin, you want your change. So That's right. But, you know, Wade, you're talking about where people are buried. Uh, uh, I, I know I will, where some are buried, but I can't say. Yeah, that's right. There's some. Yeah, that's a we, we had a. I went to a um, a Hendrix family reunion here uh, Sunday down here at Upper Lots Creek Church, right over the beautiful line. Beautiful place, yeah. beautiful place in Bullock County. And there was th- this. This part is true. Now the Al Gore that wasn't, but anyway. <laughs> There, you can't make people are just falling off their chairs right no, now. Yeah, that's right. But there, there's a man buried in a family cemetery, the Hendrix family cemetery, a Mr. Welch back in the 1878. And, and this is true. It's a mystery of why this man was buried there. We can't, you know, they couldn't figure it out. And so I started digging around. He he died at the home of a. You mean preacher. literally or figuratively? No, he, he literally. Yeah, he's literally buried. It, but he but you died. Were digging, you said digging around. I, well, not no, no, You know, I, I don't. I don't go out there in the cemetery much digging. But anyway, I started looking back in records. He died at the home of a primitive Baptist preacher, and um, when I when I started doing research, I discovered that he had been uh, the keeper of a pool hall in a saloon in Savannah in a hotel. So that kind of made him questionable. So I, I am truly serious when I say this. I think they wouldn't let him be buried at the Primitive Baptist Church Cemetery. So they buried him at a private family cemetery because I'm sure if you kept a pool hall in a saloon, they weren't going to let you be buried. And I mean, I'm being serious, and you know what I'm talking about, Wade. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They, it was different back then, but um, you know, and you know what? Fate. Uh, speaking of cemeteries, I am so southern, and I know you are too. And there's some of our listeners out here that are so southern that we will traipse through a cemetery <laughs> that we've never even been to, or to nobody we know buried out of town, a foreign, so to speak, cemetery. Oh, that's a nice old cemetery. I want to stop and walk through it. And I have, I have a ball 
just walking through, looking at tombstones in a cemetery that I have no relation to. Well, the same as if it was the family cemetery. That's yeah. how Southern I am. You know? Yeah, and I think there's two kinds of people, people like you and me that love going there and people that <laughs> wouldn't be caught dead there. If that <laughs> well, yeah. you know what I'm <laughs> it's kind of like if you like liver and onions, you either love it or hate it. And we, we yeah. like cemeteries, you know. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed walking through uh, many, a, many a cemetery, yeah. So it's uh, uh, now speaking of uh, that reminds me, uh, you wrote a book. Uh, yeah. And you, it was, it's a, the name of the book. If any of you all out there would like to get the book and read it, it's a good book The Hanging of Susan Everhart by Faye Stapleton Burnett. And it chronicled, it, Faye, uh, I'll let you tell, no, I won't. I'm going to tell it myself. Tell you were it. doing research on your great, great, great grandfather, George Stapleton, right? Yeah, second great-grandfather. So, oh, yeah. great, great. Okay. And who was a, a illustrious figure, as like everybody else in your family. But um, he he had uh, – you found a tie-in between – where he was associated with the hanging of Susan Eberhardt, who was the, the first or second woman to be hanged in Georgia. Yeah, she, she was um, – this was, you know, Wade, we talk about family lore and oral right. history and this this was a story i'd never heard any mention of in my family's history but he he i found one little mention in a newspaper that he said the prayer when this white girl was hanged executed for murder down in preston georgia that said webster county and i thought that was so odd because it was so far away from where he lived and i had no idea uh but it was it was him, and then that led me to try to find out why was he there and what the story was. But she was there's only been ever four white women executed in Georgia, uh, and she was number three, um, and number number two was uh, Polly Barkley over in Wilkes County, and my friend Skeet Willingham just wrote a book about that case. That was in 1806. So it took from what 18- year was Susan Abraham? Uh, uh, 1873, and uh, and if you want to say what the what the the significance of that case was, was when the governor let a white woman be executed, he fell from all political favor, and there and every subsequent governor knew that if he let one be executed, he would be you know gone from politics. So it took. The fourth one, that the one after Susan Eberhardt, it took until 2015 before another white woman. Now, there was some black women that were executed, not a massive number. And, and sadly, so- that was not seen, and, and, and that's a sad commentary uh, on the w- w- way of life in, in, at that time. That, that was not, you know, considered, it was a separate issue, is it really? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was you know, the, the thing... There's just a lot of interesting things. It's a very, it's a very dark topic, honestly. It is. I I don't. I would have never cared to research it if there hadn't been a a family link to it. But honestly, um, the ramifications about justice and mercy. um, I'll just say it, Wade. I said, you know, people like to wear the T-shirt that has justice on it. But if you stand guilty before a judge or the Lord, you better have a T-shirt in your closet that says mercy, because the last thing you want is justice. If, if you get justice from the judge and you're guilty, you're going down, you know? Yeah. 
So I and just, she was guilty. Uh, he was probably guilty, guilty to some degree, Very probably not the same. But, you know, that what was interesting is that the men, the older men and the older Christian men of the community did not want to see her hang because they thought that she was not guilty to the same degree. And they didn't want to see the man hang because he was mentally ill. And right. so, you know, mental illness, whether it's 1873 or 2021 is still not really fully understood. All right, we'll move on from that. I, I don't want to, yeah. we, you know, depress everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I wonder, <laughs> but um, you told me that that Brock was growing uh, sugar cane, and and uh, I know people are or uh, uh, a lot of people growing sugar cane. That's one thing. Uh, syrup making and cane syrup. Uh, um, is never gone away, and a lot of our old traditions have. But there's still a good number of people who grow cane and then make syrup. Some people grow cane and don't make syrup, and they. And we were talking earlier about it. I love a cane grinding, and you said that Brock was uh, growing cane, but he he was mostly going to let people, you know, get the cane to, to, for the juice or to chew it. And I said, and I and I'll say this on the air, and I might get tarred and feathered for it, but. There are certain things that, that shock people. I'm supposed to be so Southern, but I don't like cane juice. I like to chew cane, but I, if you squeeze out a jug of cane juice and pour it in a jug and expect me to drink it, yeah. no. And, and do you like the syrup? Do you like the syrup? I love syrup. Syrup is my, I love cane syrup, and I love to go to a syrup boiling, and I love helping make syrup. But uh, the cane juice needs to all go into into the boiler and uh, be cooked down in the syrup. That's a God's elixir. Well, this is Brock's first year uh, growing sugar cane. He got his start from a, a sweet little man over in Statesboro named Lee Johnson, and Brock's a beekeeper, and so he gave Lee Johnson a beehive, and Lee Johnson gave him a start of uh, sugar cane, and it, it really likes it here where we're living on Rosemary Church Road in Metter, Georgia, and it's, it's doing great, so we can't wait to get it cut and see what we're going to do with it. I had uh, some friends that were uh, cut his finger pretty bad and had to go to the doctor this week with a uh, stripping sugar cane. I don't know if a lot of people have done it. Uh, you use an old, it's literally a cane stripper. It has two blades that are kind of uh, bolted to each end of a, each, each side of the end of a handle, something like a tobacco stick or whatever. And uh, they're curved blades and they're pretty sharp. And uh, it's work dealing with cane work you, from growing it to. Topping it, stripping it, and cutting it, and stacking it, and hauling it, and uh, then, but it's well worth it. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, and I do want to tell you something while we're talking about being out here on the farm, Wade. You probably didn't know this, but did you know that buzzards can get COVID too? No, but Faye, but, that would be something you would know, and that well, doesn't surprise me. The reason I, I mean, I can't. Al Gore told it. you that, or no, or, I can't say it with a hundred. Well, I can't tell you who, but. Anyway, we've got a dead deer right here in front of our house on Rosemary Church Road. It's been there over a week. And the buzzer, and it's stinking to high heaven, you know. Well, we think somebody hit it with a car, but we don't. We didn't call the coroner. I mean, it could have been that somebody placed it there to look like it was hit by a car. I don't know. but um, Or it could have just died from natural causes by the road. But anyway, it's stinking. I don't know if it's a, boat, uh, a, a buck or a doe because I don't. You know, I don't want to get all into that either. But um, anyway, the bu I'm not kidding. This is true. Now, I'm not kidding you, Wade. The buzzards are not cleaning it up. 
Now, what, what's up with that? They can't smell it? It stinks. Oh, you think they've had COVID and lost their smell? I do. I do think they've had COVID. Or either they're just getting paid not to work. I'm not sure about that. But anyway. They um, might not be ripe yet, you know. <laughs> oh, it's ripe. <laughs> Come by. <laughs> Matt, just, I think we, I'm asking you, Matt, probably pull the plug. And we had it on there for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> no. And, 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 you know, it would be. See, we had open house here Sunday. Uh, oh, Okay, look, we had an open house here at the farm Sunday, so always when you're going to have company, something around your place dies and stinks. You know, isn't it just the way? As uh, David Gore, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I like the fact that uh, you have those uh, <laughs> defective buzzards there. <laughs> And that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Did you have those? <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, you know, now you are you going to give the number, Wade? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. See, now this, you is, for this is why you have me here. You need a woman <laughs> around you. About, she is my guest, and I'm supposed to be the radio uh, guy here. But our number is 678-390-8633. If you want to call in and, uh, and, and talk to Faye, or me, uh, just give us a call at 678-390-8633 here on Georgia Radio. It's a Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio show. Hey, Wade, it's Matt here. By the way, that number is on the website, so you can... Okay. <laughs> we... And you, you know, mentioned the plug. Explain your I figured you might have pulled. You didn't pull the plug on any no, of that. No, 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 it, we, no. The, the number's on there. That was a great idea. Someone said, you know, why don't you put the number on the website? Like... Why yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. So there you go. Uh, it's on the website. So the show is podcast. Now you can hear it. If you just go and hover over the, um, if you hover over the top of the page, it'll say more. And then there's a drop down menu that says podcast and also uh, how to get a hold of us. If you're on your phone and you're looking at it, uh, the, it's, it looks like three little lines. That's how they do it on the mobile apps. It looks like three little lines. That's the menu on the right-hand side. And you just go down there. We'll make it available. Uh, it's just, it, it's not up on iTunes yet. It will be uh, by tomorrow, and then it'll be wherever podcasts are at, probably by uh, tomorrow the next day. But right now, you can hear last week's show uh, and share it. That's the important thing. Please share it with all your friends uh, right there on, uh, you know, on the web if you can. Wait, can I make one comment about the family reunion? Yeah, uh, you're going to. So yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to tell you is I go to the Hendrix family reunion, but I'm not really a Hendrix. My granddaddy's first wife was a Hendrix, and then, you know, when she was uh, passed away, he married Her my granddaddy. Uh, yeah, so, you know, here in the South and in Georgia, you don't actually have to be that, you don't have to have DNA from that family to show up at the family reunion. If you're, if you're kind of kin by marriage or kind of just somebody they like, you know, you can go to the family reunion. And family reunions used to be, you know, 150, 200 people. I mean, and let me tell you something. If you hadn't been to a family reunion in Georgia where they got covered dish, Every woman there is trying to show off how great a cook she is, and it's just honestly the best food you'll ever put in your mouth. Oh, Wait, yeah, that I know you will agree. Yeah. Yeah. And 
It, but sadly, family reunions of that nature have kind of fallen by. Yeah, we, we you know, they're, they're like uh, family reunions and week-long revivals and, and pond fishings and big, you know, cane grind, things that used to be well attended. Uh, we always had, we and the Townsend reunion, my mother's reunion, uh, was always a big crowd. But you're talking about all of them bringing food. There was one woman in, 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 uh, <laughs> that was related to us that, she came, she never cooked anything. She just come and haul off about half the food. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting <laughs> for her husband, Matthew, he wasn't able to get out. And I think for an old invalid, he sure ate a lot because she would come in and just, you know, like a whirlwind and load up half the food and leave. You know, I got to get back to, you know, take Matthew's food. But Well, well Wade, let me just tell you, having been married to a preacher for, uh, 39 years now, and I've been to, I bet you I've been to a thousand covered dish dinners at church. I could write a book about what goes on in a kitchen before, <laughs> during, and after a covered dish dinner. But honestly, even if I changed the names, everybody in Winder and Greensboro would know who I was talking about. Right. Well, well, I could tell you one. There, there was a man in Greensboro, and I won't name him, but he is, he is dead now. He would bring a bucket. He was an old bachelor. He would bring a bucket to cover dish and ask for like leftovers and scraps. He claimed he was going to feed them to his dog, but we, right. we knew that wasn't true. You he know. didn't have a dog. <laughs> I don't think he had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I could write some stories. Those old bachelors, <laughs> some of those old bachelors, yeah, they would eat it, whatever they could get. They were glad to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, I, I'll tell you a quick story. It makes me me think about where I had two or my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, Maybelle Fool Peoples. She had three brothers, Roy, uh, King, and Joe. And uh, they, Uncle King married, but his wife died young and he moved back in with his brothers and they never married or never, they always lived together. And people used to jokingly call them the pool sisters. Yeah. And they, they were, they never owned an automobile or never drove or they just walked everywhere they went. And Uncle, uh, after Uncle King, Uncle, uh, Joe died, and then um, it was just Uncle King and Uncle Roy when I was a young. And uh, they would walk. They lived way out in the country. Uh, they had they had their old ways of doing things. They, if they came for Sunday dinner, they wouldn't let Daddy pick them up. They walked to the house, <laughs> and they knew just how they walked so much in their lives. They knew uh, exactly what time to leave, and. Uh, they would uh, they would get to leave their house in time to be at our house on time, and then they would come and eat, and and uh, then they would allow Daddy to drive them home, and and that was a, the the kind of the unwritten rules the etiquette there of old bachelors, uh, right. farmers like. And uh, I remember Uncle Roy; he he didn't have any teeth, and Mama used to make his ground beef and and uh, flour gravy and sour cream together kind of like a poor person stroking off and he loved that and um mama used to take him a, fix him a you know a little small pail of that to take home with him and i remember how much he enjoyed that but yeah there's some 
some uh I had an uncle lit peoples. Uh, he was a great, great, great uncle, and and uh, he would he was not quite right, but he was a lovable character, and he would just show up at some of the friends or family's house for Sunday dinner, and uninvited, and they always glad to see him, poor Uncle Lit. But he would if they he would ask if they had cake or pie for dessert. The reason he asked was if if they had cake or pie, he would save his greens, his mustard, his turnips, to eat with his dessert. Well, but if they didn't have dessert, he would just go ahead and eat his greens with a meal. Well, let me let but me tell you something, Wade. Uh, I see. I see that nobody's called in. It's not that they don't want to; they're just afraid because they know if they call in, it could go on like yeah. Long. And 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 it's also I forgot to give out the number till the end of the show. That could have. <laughs> I, I think Matt probably would be explain to me. You need to give the number at the beginning of the show. Wait. Uh, maybe we can get it. one caller tonight. That would be fun. But I, I'm sure I'm looking at the numbers here. There's a bunch of people tuned in tonight, and uh, we're glad they're here. People are shy about calling in, um, uh, and I want you to call in. That's just, that's a, going to be a big part of this show is is, uh, is people calling in. So don't be shy. Call us and, and uh, give us, a, the, as we say in Georgia, the lowdown on how we're doing. Uh, yeah, there you go. You want to take let's, – let's take this call right here and see who's on. Okay. Let's uh, – let me see here. I can push the right – I can mash the right button, as you'd say. Mash it. Here we go. Yes. Caller, you're on the air. Okay, uh, just wanted to call and say I enjoyed the show. Uh, it was good to hear voices to go with names that I see on the group. Uh, and uh, I don't know why people are being so bashful and not calling or commenting on uh, the webpage, but uh, I enjoyed the show, and thanks for doing it. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you. Do you mind telling us who you are, or do you rather just remain anonymous? <laughs> No, no, this is Wanda Perkins Stribling. Oh, where do you live? Where do you live? Uh, in LaGrange, Georgia. LaGrange, great. That's not too far from my farm in Carrollton. That's Down, correct. Yeah. Well, great, great to have you calling yeah. in tonight. You know, us <laughs> Western Georgia folks have to one. stick together. You know, we, we really, because. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm actually from Statesboro. Though. Oh, we'll see. There you oh, go. Oh, <laughs> Hey, hey, listen, I'm sitting here in my farmhouse 14 miles from Statesboro, right over the county line in Candler County. Yep, yep. I, I had relatives that lived in uh, Fillmore. Oh, um, that's where Wade and I went. Right. Was Wynn Perkins, you related to Wynn Perkins? That That's him. But how yep. are you related to Wynn? Well, it, you know, we were a big family. And he was the child of one of the brothers who was my, one of them was my great grandfather. And okay. one of them was his, well, I, his I, father. I so, over there. Okay. Yeah. And he Mr. had a daughter that lived started the poultry place that is Crowder Poultry exactly. today. Right. Yeah. And his wife was a Brinson who her father was a sawmill. Well, the, the yeah. Brinson also had a railroad there too. We, that's yeah, right. And the Perkins actually, the Perkins actually were involved in building the railroads too during the Civil War, to right. move timber to for right. building forts and what have you. But yeah, it's a it's a you know we're all related down there somewhere or another. We go back far enough. Thank related to the Bransons. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I'm related to the Bransons. My I, my ancestors were up there in Burke and Jefferson County. Moses Brinson, you're okay. going back long time. Most down at Ways mm -hmm. Baptist Church. Ways Baptist Church. 
That's a good yeah. Way well, my my many my many great my many great great grandmothers was a Brinson. She was terribly Brinson. Yeah, Stella yeah. Bill. I said but the wrong anyway, word. Yeah. yeah. Well, nice to meet you. But, uh, yeah, they were they were from they were from outside of Milton, near where Bangalore Springs is. Is right. the area that they came from. In fact, Perkins George is named for them. No, where Perkins but, is. Well, why anyway, not? You've been a great group member for years. You've been with us. You've been here a long, a long time. How long did you know when you were? Uh, oh, goodness. I have no idea. At least, hold at least on. two if or you, three years. Just, I think. Hang on just a second. I will tell you uh, <laughs> the day you joined. You said, Oh, look at this. Here. Wade's oh, getting Lord, technical. Wade. Yeah, I could do this. I can tell anybody, any member ever wants to know how long they've been a member. Uh, I can tell Yeah, them. probably about two years, I would think. Maybe, maybe not that long. I'm not sure. Uh, well, it's you know. great radio with you just, you know, digging yeah. around on the computer there, Wade. That's. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> glad. Yep. Well, hey, thanks yeah, for calling uh, in tonight, it, though. That's that was I'm glad you broke oh, the ice tonight. Yeah, yeah I, well, I've been a member since 2019. Uh, December 13th. Anyway, 2019. Yeah, that's right. Well, thanks again. Enjoy the show. Have a Thank great you. night. Yeah, if uh, that that's we we've done that before, where people just ask me on uh, on the group sometimes, how long have I been a member? And it got started one day, and everybody wanted to know. Well, eighty thousand members, I can't answer. <laughs> uh, you know, but I could. I, uh, Wanda has been a member since uh, December thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Let's hear this voicemail. I think someone left a voicemail. I hope it's not. You know, I, we'll we'll take we'll see what happens here. Let's just see. Let's see if it if it says something here. No, they didn't. They didn't leave one. If you if you do want to leave a voicemail, though, we'll play it on the air if you call in. But uh, somebody there for, uh, down in your way, nine one two called in. Uh -oh. so, sorry, we sorry we missed them. They can call back though if they want to, and we'll uh, we'll we'll be sure to put them on. Well, you know, uh, Faye is a uh, she's been a member. Since day one, April 28, 2016. And that's the day we started. Uh, Was it? Yeah. Wow. Been that yeah. long. Man, we there's a, a lot happened since then. Oh, yeah. Let's take this caller here and see uh, see what they have to say. Caller, you're on the air. Well, if I can mash the button right. Here we go. Let's try that one. Caller, you're on the air. I hope it's not. Turn, turn your, uh, your speaker there, down. Hi there, Oh, sure. Just try and turn your speaker down a little bit and we can hear you. Then you can listen through the phone. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. You're on the air. Hi, Faye. This is someone that um, you know quite well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you recognize this voice? No, that's about that's about a third of the state of Georgia. To yes. Be more specific. <laughs> okay. Uh, a friend from Tiff College. Is this Deborah? This is Deborah. Oh my! <laughs> hey, girl. Hi. What's I just I just love hearing your southern tone again. What, what's happening? You know, I've been away for a while, so it it sounds funny. 
Good to hear from you, Deborah. Wade, Deborah's from Twin City area. All right, what's your what's your last name, Deborah? Do you want to say? Stokes. Stokes. Yeah. Deborah Deborah and I went to Tiff College, uh, which was an all girls Baptist college in yep. Forsyth. It's now uh, been taken over by the state of Georgia for the Department of Corrections, which is yeah. They shut it down when y'all right? killed it. It was a venerable old ancient institution, and y'all yeah. shut it. Now, uh, <laughs> Barbara Stokes was a school teacher I knew. Were you related, Miss Barbara Stokes? Uh, no relation to her. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's um, what year did you graduate high school? Did I graduate? Well, I graduated the same year Faye did. Faye's a few months older than me. I'm going to bust right on air. We graduated in 1976. Oh, at about the, about the same time. Yes, yes. Yeah. My, my, brother, my brother is Ivy Stokes. He played at Georgia Tech football. I think, I, I think I'm familiar with his name. Okay. Yeah. De De Deborah is probably too modest, but she is an excellent physician. So, oh, really? Yes. Down in Tifton, Georgia. Wonderful. We've got some. I tell you what, we've got some imp impressive members uh, on our group, and and um, and you know, of course, you don't have to be, uh, you know, some vaulted vaunted uh, career professional. You, we've got some wonderful people of, on every strata of society, and and uh, but we have a lot of professional people too, and we're proud of that. Well, I I think the most people not. Go ahead, Deborah. I'm sorry. Being in the Midwest, um, I went to Michigan State and trained in Detroit. People from um, those cities, unless they grew up in Georgia, they have no idea of the Southern life. It's true. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think I, well, the more, yeah, the most important thing is we have a lot of people from small town Georgia, and not just small town, but <clears throat> that were ra raised right, I'd say, with a, with uh, moral and ethical standards, and it doesn't matter how far you went in school, you can drop out in the second grade, but if, if you know right from Absolutely. wrong, that's what makes people, people uh, you know, that's what makes Georgia special, I think. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, absolutely. I know one of my, one of my friends from um, South Bend when I moved to Tiffin, she said, um, I'm going to ask my mother if we can drive down with you to Tifton. She said, I've never been south. <laughs> okay, so once we passed Macon, we stopped there, and we got to Tifton. It was in June, so you can imagine. She started fanning these little things. And she was like, what are those things? They're everywhere. <laughs> They're in my nose and everywhere. I said, welcome to the South. That's right. Across the net line. Yeah. And she had her first experience with nets. And, yeah, they don't have a net line in Yankee land, and just one of the things that they miss out on. <laughs> the, net, the net line yeah. is moving further up in the state. I hate to Yeah, uh, Yeah, everything is. Like yeah. But let, let me make one comment. I know, about, really. Yeah, Georgia and specifically small town, because all I know is small town Georgia. I've never lived anywhere but Georgia. But growing up here in Metter, we were equally as 
comfortable going to visit the people down the road that didn't even have an indoor bathroom and lived in a little tiny wooden house without any kind of heat exactly. or air. As I was, I could go visit Mr. Sam Fine, who was the wealthiest man in Metter. I enjoyed visiting uh, both people equally as well. It didn't matter with me. And I think I think that can be lost sometime in the city. I think sometimes in the city, people don't go, you know, to different uh, levels of, of, of socioeconomic. But when you live on a farm and you live on a dirt road, uh, people just stop by and visit. It doesn't matter what they what they got or don't got. It just doesn't matter. Right. And and, exactly. and I'll tell you, it's still that way to some degree out here in the country. It hasn't changed that much. My grandparents they um, lived out near El Bethel Church. Yeah. So so they knew everybody, and everybody knew them. You know. So That's right. People would stop would stop by. You know what supper or whatever they just came and sat down at the table absolutely those, absolutely. those times those times have passed to some degree uh, it but I, I think that hasn't changed as much uh well i may interrupt you the fact yeah. that georgia folk and farm life has succeeded as well as it has in growing and still is because there are enough people left that that uh, want to keep that alive. that's a lot of what we do is perpetuate the old the old ways and the old things and talk about the old people and and um so there, yeah, there's that's enough, a great thing there's there's plenty of people out here that uh, uh lament the loss of a lot of it but try to keep as much of it as alive as possible and they're doing a good job we have a lot of great still uh enjoying the the, the things that uh made life great well, well wade let me just make a comment about what we're talking about being in the country and i'll I contend that there is not too many 10-year-old boys alive that if their daddy would say, son, you want to go fishing, they'd put down that computer game and say, yes, sir, and head for the fishing pole or the cave. You're right. And so, right. you know, a, a lot of it, it, I think they would they would take you up on the offer of going fishing, which is has a lot of life lessons that can be learned. They can't be learned playing a video right. game or being on a computer. That's just my opinion. Uh, you know, fishing and and fishing a lot of times today is to do with a lot. You know, spend a lot of money for. I remember my favorite fishing as a boy was walking barefoot with my great aunt. My great uncle was uh, we would go stay with them, and we were boys. And my great uncle was blind, Uncle Dewey Pool, and he was a good man. And, but uh, ain't on Leah Pool, his wife. Uh, my grandmother, maternal grandmother's sister, they had a pond over on their farm, and it was back in the old woods, back in the old, you know, old big timber with wire grass, and and uh, the pond. there was not even a road to the pond. You had to walk through where the cows were, and and we had you know tote poles and dig bait, and we would walk with uh, her over the, through the woods to that pond, and that was some of the best fishing we ever did. And uh, we it was with poles we had cut, you know, and made, and line we strung, and and worms we had dug and uh, those are some good good fishing trips with ain't no Leah and and uh good conversation with a, a good Christian old soul and and absolutely uh, I wouldn't give anything to be able to, you know, be a boy again and go barefoot with my brothers uh with Ain't No Leah through the traipsing through the woods to that old uh, pond that they had and catch some of those yeah, fish those and those turtles. Memories. 
They are. Yeah. De- Deborah, please, please call me some time you and I talk. I know Wade can't see that there's a, a, a somebody else, a, a caller, but Deborah, thank you so okay. much for calling. I can't wait to hear from I some know. of our tip, and, and tip I, friends. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the show. Thank you so much I for did. calling, Deborah. Bye. I was afraid if Deborah stayed on any longer, Wade was going to ask her about a boil or something. You know, I mean, (laughs) so listen, this poor person from uh, the 912 area code, call back, please call back. Uh, We just, we just dropped them again, but uh, call, call back the, I'm going to wait. The phone is yours. All right, Matt, I've got you back on my screen again. I I, I was using a little uh, mouse. It's all right. But yeah, they can call back if they're so inclined. I, we only have one phone in here, you know, it's got a string on it and, uh, I've got to pull it real tight. So y'all call back. If you want to call, call in, we'll see if they, uh, see if they can. Well, now I've got you on screen and I will try to keep you on screen from now on. That way, uh, you can, uh, yeah, it, radio works better. If you can see, uh, the, the person that's producing the show, uh, their instructions. Yeah. Let's get that shock collar we talked about. I don't know if this caller left a voicemail or not. We can, uh, I don't think they did. Let's just check. But No, they didn't. <laughs> it says they did, but if they want to call back, they can. There they are yeah. right now, Wade. Let's uh, take Great. the call here. Um, I'm going to mash the right button and uh, pull the string tight. Caller here on the air. Hey, this is this is Richard Teeley down in Meldrum. I've been listening to Wade and and... Uh, the lady and you and just having a good time. <laughs> well, thank you. I hope I don't know. You know, we we hadn't got a lot. I haven't gotten much feedback, uh, uh, and I don't know how how we're doing. You know, uh, so it's good to good to hear uh, a listener. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm, I have enjoyed it just just like the uh, Facebook group, and I know the Saturday we went up to Metter a while back and, and had dinner at the bunch of, with, with some of your folks, friends and right. at, uh, at the buffet place. And that was such a good time. I, I, well, we're going to do that again it. soon. We're going to do Those are, uh, I don't know. And maybe Matt can join us. Uh, those are, uh, our Georgia folk and farm life, uh, uh, dinners at men's dinners, uh, Mr. Leon Haddon, memorial dinners, we call them. Mr. Leon was, was a good friend from Metter over there, and, and we used to meet with him, and then some of the guys did, and then he passed on. And we continue to have those uh, men's dinners, uh, and uh, as we say, Mr. Leon Haddon memorial dinners. And we'll have another one soon, and I want you to join us, because we had a good time. That was the last, all of them were good, but that last one was very good. Yeah, we had just everybody having a good time and talking and, and, and sharing things from the past and all and like she was talking about the family reunions my dad's family used to have theirs uh his mother's side of the family would have theirs at dasher's place on the Geechee river at eden and right. they were and i'm not Eight calling years. any not calling any names but uh and that's all gone now but one, one of the one of the members was the family members was a politician okay and they they always had to wait until he got there to say the blessing and say, say a few words and say the blessing, you know, and then it was all right to eat. And it was official and, then. It was open. Huh? That was, it was, that was, that was, that was, it, it had his, it had the man from Washington's graces, you know, and, 
everybody. <laughs> if you went away from there hungry, by golly, you it was because you didn't go up to the to the long table there with all right. the, all the food on it. That's right. But I'll go well, that's funny. And, I think and, and here, every 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 family's reunion had had someone that made it unique and special. You know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and I know on my mother's side, the family from over in Scriven County, uh, there was there was one or two of the the relatives that were always they weren't politicians or anything, but they were the life of the party, if if you right. will. There was one in particular that he always was cutting the fool and having making everybody have a good time. Young, old, it didn't matter. You know, they all enjoyed him being around. But back to her her book uh, that she wrote, it's The Hanging of Susan. Is it Eberhardt or Everhart? Everhart, E-B-E-R-H-A-R-T. And, okay, you know, I, I, I got it right then. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was... It sounds crazy to say it was fun, but when I went down there to um, Webster County, I didn't even know there was a county named Webster County, but I met some of my distant Stapleton cousins down there, and, and I have just, it's just made my life so much happier just knowing my relatives and um, down in that part of the state. But, um, yeah, the family family reunions, the reason you say, you know, I'm kin. My husband says I'm kin to everybody is because when you went to a family reunion, you went to two or three, your mamas, your daddies, your grandmamas, your other grandma. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I, I knew, I've known, I've known literally probably a thousand people I'm kin to. Faye, let me, let me tell you, reunion, you know, Faye, I yeah. had, uh, had a, uh, fellow I know I won't call names a family member that he used to go uh, drive, go over to like George L. Smith Park and just walk in and, and uh, <laughs> walk in <laughs> people he didn't know they're having reunions he just joined and nobody ever called him on it <laughs> it was like the time I went to the wrong funeral home and didn't know the guy I, that's a good story Matt so remind me to tell that story <laughs> Uh, maybe not on the air the first time, but I know how some of these yeah, guys. No, it's, it's terrible. Uh, well, you're well, you talking wrong, about being wrong, wrong, wrong place. I was home on leave from Charleston Air Force Base one time when I was a young troop and went with a friend of mine over here to uh, his family. It was over around Marlowe here in Effingham County. And I, hey, come on, go to the family reunion. Okay. Well, I knew some of them, you know, kind of. And this fella came over to me, and, and uh, I wasn't in uniform or anything, but uh, he, boy, you're looking. I hadn't seen you. You've grown up so much. And I, <laughs> I finally had to tell him, I, I'm a guest here, sir. <laughs> they fed good though they fed good <laughs> I was waiting for him to say but we always remembered one eye was crossed you know how did that how did that go right, right. you got that that fixed yeah. yeah thanks for calling in today we appreciate it okay well I I enjoyed it and uh, if I'm off next week uh, I'll try to listen in again I'll have my work schedule for next week yet but i will tell you one thing the first woman hanged in georgia was alice riley yes and she, she was hanged in and what's now right square it was percival square then in savannah yes. she was hanged uh for murder uh i worked for 
Whirlpool Ghost Tour, and that's one of the stories that we tell. And I was in a play where I was the old man that she had murdered. <laughs> yeah, and she <laughs> was interviewed right there, Matt. There you go. Yeah, that would be a fun one, wouldn't it? <laughs> she was an Irish indentured servant, which is the equivalent of a slave. She was Irish. Yes, and you know right? who you know who she was indentured to. You know who, who paid her way. Oglethorpe paid James Oglethorpe paid her way over here. I didn't and, know that. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and hold on just a second. I need to interrupt. I want to interrupt you. I had someone send me a message asking to repeat the phone number because they didn't get it written down, and I'm going. To... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, th- I'm sorry about your your untimely death uh, in the play. <laughs> and I call call back in next time. And listen, just so you know. Uh, that mobile app, you can listen on your phone. If you've got a phone that can uh, do that kind of stuff, a smartphone or what, you can listen to us anywhere at, at, at any point. So you don't even have to, even if you're out, you don't have to miss it. But we appreciate you listening. Yes. yes the number? All right. Thanks again for calling. All right. You want me to do it, Matt? You go right ahead, Wade. All right. The number is 678 678- Three nine zero eight six three three, and we got about five minutes left because Wade's got to go to bed and uh, yep. he's got to drive the truck in the morning. Yep, I have to go to Meldrum and do Marlowe back and forth tomorrow. Yeah, places where our caller live. Yeah, but y'all call in tonight. I, I love that. I love it when the the phones light up. The phone lights the phone, up. <laughs> if we had more than one line, the phone it would, is lit up. Yes, it would just take all the fun out of it if we, you know. Yeah. But uh, the after the hours. Call- Callers are lit up too. Yeah, a few of them. About like that deer in your front yard, Faye. I think <laughs> we have a we have a squirrel in our yard right now that's been dead, and I don't think the buzzards down here can smell worth a darn either because the squirrel is still out there. That's right. I think maybe just some squirrels that just have a sense of humor. They go that all the stuff that's out there in the middle of nowhere. They clean that up quickly, but it's like, oh, this is in some people's yard. Let's leave that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I went out and poked on it. I thought it might have just been asleep, you know. But you know, Matt, that when you you just touched on uh, that's a topic sometime for a, a show is potent. in in rural Georgia when people died unexpectedly. People of the official determination that they were dead was people. Several people had to poke at them. Yeah, and I had a guy that and Faye, I would I can't say, but you knew this guy. We went to school and he died and and when they called in they called in to report that he had died, they would ask him, Are you sure he's dead? Oh, two or three of us done poked at him, he's dead. (laughs) 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 They had poker. (laughs) They had this was and it was kind of on the county line and they were had to call two different counties and discuss it and they just got to well, look, we've done told two or three folks. We've done poke daddy. So and so done poke daddy. He's dead. They were trying to decide whether they need a coroner or an ambulance. And they were telling me, we need a coroner. It's official. It's official. He's been poked at. Yeah. He's dead. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to we're gonna knock it off here, Wade. We're just about out of time, even for the after hours. What do you think? Should Faye, should we? I think we ought to just let this be the bonus episode. And then we'll leave it all on the podcast so people can maybe just hear what they missed this time and then call in what do you think however y'all want to do it well will you will you come back on at some point Faye? i'll be glad to i have uh is it always tuesday night 
Well, until until Wade gets tired and changes it. But yes, ma'am. Because you got well, you know, have, church on Wednesdays. One, yeah, I have one Tuesday night a month. I have committed. I'm not going to tell you to what. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're you're on call down there and met her to go poke with. <laughs> that sounded terrible. <laughs> okay. On that note, <laughs> you want to say good night, everybody, Wade? Good night, everybody, Wade. There you go. Good night. So long, everyone. Thank you, man. You've been listening to the Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio Show, heard every Tuesday night at 7:30, right here on GeorgiaRadio.com. Tune back in Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. for Neighbor to Neighbor with me, Matt Jolly. I'd love to have you come on and just talk about whatever's on your mind, Neighbor to Neighbor. And if you have something to buy, swap, or sell, call in with that, too. Wednesday mornings, 10 a.m. for Neighbor to Neighbor. And the night before, Tuesday nights at 7.30, it's the Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio Program. Thanks again for listening to Georgia Radio, your home for good company and great country. Georgia Radio. Everywhere you go. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.